This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. This past Wednesday, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the 69-year-old environmental lawyer and third child of RFK, formally announced he was running for the Democratic presidential nomination, becoming the fourth Kennedy to launch a White House run. My mission over the next 18 months of this campaign and over my, throughout my presidency will be to end the corrupt merger of state and corporate power that four out of every five toxic waste dumps in our country is in a black neighborhood. The highest, the, the largest toxic waste dump in this country is Emile, Alabama, which is 85% black. We can generate an instantaneous cash flow and the illusion of a prosperous economy, and we can make a few people billionaires by impoverishing the rest of us. But our children are going to pay for our joyride. Now, I'll be honest, a lot of that really resonates with me, and I'm sure with many on the left. A candidate willing to condemn the consolidation of corporate power, the evils of environmental racism, and ever-increasing income inequality. And a Kennedy to boot! What more could Democrats ask for? Well, a lot, actually. Sadly, there's plenty wrong with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his long-shot presidential bid. Here's just three worrying things among many that you should know about him. First, Robert Kennedy Jr. is one of America's leading anti-vaxxers and conspiracy theorists. He and his Children's Health Defense Group have spent years amplifying discredited and dangerous nonsense linking vaccines to autism and death. And during the pandemic, he and his group became some of the biggest promoters of anti-COVID vaccine conspiracy theories, making a ton of money off of ridiculous claims that Bill Gates was using microchips to surveil and maybe even starve the American people, and also offensive analogies with the Holocaust. Even in Hitler, Germany, you could, you could cross the Alps into Switzerland. You can hide in an attic like Anne Frank did. I visited in 1962 East Germany with my father and met people who had climbed the wall and escaped. So it was possible. Many died doing it, but it was possible. Today, the mechanisms are being put in place and will make it so none of us can run and none of us can hide. A, does he know what happened to Anne Frank after she hid in the attic? B, he was condemned by the Auschwitz Memorial for that. And C, while he later apologized for that comment, he has a long history of making Nazi and Holocaust references in relation to vaccines, and even put out a video showing Anthony Fauci in a Hitler mustache. In fact, Kennedy published a best-selling book called The Real Anthony Fauci, in which he accuses the acclaimed doctor and public health expert of executing a, quote, historic coup d'etat against Western democracy. This is bonkers stuff. It's also super reckless and super dangerous. A reminder, the anti-vaxxer movement that Kennedy helps lead in this country has a lot of innocent American blood on its hands. One study found that up until April of 2022, COVID vaccines could have prevented more than 300,000 American deaths, a number that is surely much higher today, a year later. Oh, 
And by the way, when Kennedy and his wife hosted a holiday party in December of 2021, the invite urged guests to be COVID vaccinated. He conveniently blamed his wife for that. Second, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. might be running for the Democratic presidential nomination and he might be saying a few left-wing sounding things, but he's backed by former Trump advisor and far-right organizer Steve Bannon. Yes, Bannon, reports CBS News' Robert Costa, has been encouraging Kennedy to run for months, believing he could be both a useful chaos agent in the 2024 race and a big name who could help stoke anti-vaccine sentiment around the country. A chaos agent. In fact, Kennedy met with then-president-elect Trump in January 2017 to discuss a job in the Trump administration and even accepted an offer to run a vaccine safety task force for Trump, which thankfully never got off the ground. And Kennedy hasn't hidden his far-right MAGA ties. As the AP reported, a photo posted on Instagram showed Kennedy backstage at a July 2021 Reawaken America event with former President Trump's ally Roger Stone, former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, and anti-vaccine profiteer Charlene Bollinger. All three have promoted the lie about the 2020 election being stolen. So forgive me if I don't buy Kennedy's left-wing credentials, and I'm not surprised that he went on Tucker Carlson's White Power Hour on Fox to promote his Democratic presidential bid. Lastly, RFK Jr. may have the support of Steve Bannon, but he doesn't have the support of his own family of the rest of the Kennedy clan. Yes, the man whose real claim to fame is that he's the third eldest of the late Bobby Kennedy's 11 kids has been publicly denounced by many of the other Kennedy kids, the people who know him best. Writing in Politico in 2019, his elder siblings, Kathleen Kennedy Townsend and Joseph P. Kennedy II, condemned their brother's conspiracism, saying he had helped to spread dangerous misinformation over social media and is complicit in sowing distrust of the science behind vaccines. Earlier this month, his younger siblings, Kerry Kennedy and Doug Kennedy, distanced themselves from him as well. So... Forgive me, but a Bannon-backed, Tucker-platformed, anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist who's running on his Kennedy name but can't count on the support of the actual Kennedys is perhaps not the progressive or principled or anti-establishment or liberal Democratic Party champion that he might want you to think he is. Okay, welcome. It is uh, Monday of 5 June in the year of our Lord, uh, 2023. Um... Right there you saw, that is kind of the fake, and in the, in the foreground is the fake progressive or liberal, whatever it is, MSNBC, but it's all NBC's, it's all about corporate power. And there you see in corporate media taking a shot at the, I think the one guy, President Trump's taken on the administrative state, but a guy that has a very deep understanding of this merger of state and corporate power is obviously Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I, I'm, I'm honored to be one of the people uh, that assisted in getting that meeting in 2017. That was in the transition. It was one of our earliest meetings when, when RFK Jr. came up there. Uh, and I think I was the only person that sat in with President Trump, then President-elect Trump, in, in his pitch, and it was, uh, it was mesmerizing. This is one of the smartest guys out there. And the case he made against Big Pharma was very compelling. At the time, President Trump was thinking, kicking around, setting up a presidential commission to actually get the facts out there. You know, we've had the uh, great honor of working with Children's Health Defense over the last couple of years and, you know, uh, helping promote their films, you know, the great Claire Dooley, the filmmaker who works over there, all the team at Children's Health Defense. We've put their information up and we've put their people up and we've gotten people to their rallies. All the feedback we've gotten has been absolutely tremendous. Remember, we're not anti-vax. 
we're anti definitely the COVID vax. I mean, myself and our staff are, are totally unvaxxed and would never take the vax, but it was the vaccine hesitancy. It was really the vaccine hesitancy of, uh, of asking these questions and just seeing the corporate media's propaganda. And it goes deeper. It, this is this merger, and you've seen Naomi Wolf. We've had all the great doctors on here, um, you know, for the last couple of years talking about how big pharma is driving the agenda here and how Tony Fauci is, a, is an instrument of, uh, of big pharma. We were also one of the biggest promoters of the real Anthony Fauci. In that book, uh, I think it laid out a very compelling case uh, for how dangerous, uh, how dangerous Anthony Fauci was. I believe the book sold over a million and a half copies. The New York Times, you know, would never put it on its bestseller list, fought it tooth and nail. The book was, a, in, in particularly in today's publishing environment, you know, Tony Lyons and the team over at Skyhorse, it's one of the reasons we got to know Skyhorse and launched our own, our own imprint with them, is that they did such an incredible job because that book was not accessible. And it, it, it's a very tough book. It reads like a, I don't know, a 600-page criminal indictment against Tony Fauci. But RFK Jr., and in our, I think we had a couple of one-hour interviews with him, absolutely blew people away about his depth of understanding of one of the central issues. Remember, it's President Donald J. Trump that has said that he thinks the biggest enemy to America is not the CCP, but it's the administrative state and the kind of rogue arm, the deep state. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has made the most detailed understanding of what I call the deconstruction of the deep state. And I've said from the beginning, uh, that this is an important voice, and it is most important for this to be in the political race. You see now with the interview with with uh, with Elon Musk and everything that's going on, he's getting more and more. You know, Jack Dorsey came out and endorsed him over the weekend. He's getting more and more opportunities to make that case to show you how the system is against him in his message in his crusade. Think about it for a second. Rasmussen has a poll that has him at thirty five, thirty five with Biden. There are other polls out there that show him anywhere from 19%, I think, to 21 or 22%. He's polling higher than the top Keebler elf, uh, Ron DeSantis, against President Trump. I think DeSantis now is, I don't know, 16 to 19% against President Trump. He's already, just at the very beginning, remember, DeSantis has really been running for a year. I know he's just recently announced, but he's been getting the apparatus for a year. He's been out there talking to people. He's been having meetings with donors. He's gotten all the profiles. He's been on Fox absolutely nonstop. Uh, and DeSantis, you know, is, is, is now down into the teens. Robert F. Kennedy just, just launched, and Robert F. Kennedy is at, I don't know, anywhere from 20, 21%, 19% to 21% to maybe up as high as 35%. And the Democratic Party has said they're not, that they're not going to have a primary and there's not going to be any debates. They've already ruled out, and we, you watch MSNBC, and they come out, and they just hammer it, said that the, 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 the primary is over and there's not going to be any debates under no circumstances could they ever possibly allow Robert F. Kennedy on a stage. And right there, that hit piece on MSNBC is they're nervous and the Biden regime is nervous. And they're now trying to get out there and say, progressives, you can't do this. This guy doesn't support anything that you believe. But if you believe that there is some sort of way that the populist left and the populist right can work together, Robert F. Kennedy could be that could be that bridging element. Uh, and it's very important, I believe right now, it's very important in, in, American, uh, in, in, in American political culture to start to really pay attention to Robert F. Kennedy. I'm not saying 
you should support him. I'm not saying you should give him money. I'm not saying you should vote for him. But listen to what he has to say. And for the people on the populist left, Bernie Sanders is a hapless old man that has led you guys to two humiliating defeats and raised a ton of money and absolutely done nothing. And it's nothing but a pillow fight with him uh, against Hillary Clinton and the corrupt uh, Clinton apparatus. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is the exact opposite. When he talks and he writes and he puts out books, it's hammer time. And he's a smart guy. And they come out and say, oh, everything Children's Health Defense does is all false things. Well, hold it. You sit there on a debate stage, you have him come back at you. You're not going to be able to have people throw up those kind of false charges. And you look at when, they, when the Children's Health Defense and others are hit with all this type of research, they come right back to you. We think the people there are absolutely fantastic, and we think the way they've presented their case is absolutely fantastic. And we see that message also informs a lot of the parental rights movement. That message that, hey, I've got, you know, I, I'm the one that's got responsibility for my kids. I don't co-parent with the government. That all blends into the parents' rights movement, which is the most significant uh, domestic movement I think we've gotten to the fact that you see that Tiffany Justice and Tina Deskovitz are as constantly bombarded with being domestic terrorists and, and, and being fascist uh, and being, uh, you know, anti, uh, you know, not, not human, not humane, not kind, not empathetic. The Robert F. Kennedy Jr. campaign really starts as a crusade. It's not really even a political campaign yet. I think it's going to get there eventually. Obviously, it comes from a very astute political family, but it is powerful. And it's powerful for the simple reason. It's powerful because he's putting out topics, discussion that heretofore have been off limits. The, co- the convergence of state and corporate power is one of the greatest threats to the liberty and freedom of people in this country. There's no doubt. It's one of the reasons I'm so down on what McCarthy did. McCarthy just codified state and corporate power in, in, this, in, this, in this budget. That's what it did. It didn't take out any of the woke and weaponized. And woke and weaponized is what we're talking about with that, in that merger. In, in the next hour, we're going to have uh, the, the founder and the head news editor from EV Magazine. And the reason I'm kind of obsessed about that magazine and making sure people subscribe to it is they are, besides the photography and the models and the beauty of it, and it looks like Vanity Fair or Vogue, it is the driving force of a counter-revolution against big pharma and against this kind of modern post-industrial capitalism that really has taken, I think, young women in a totally, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a dangerous direction. And it's not me saying that. Look at all the statistics about mental health. Look at all the statistics about, about a suicide attempt by young women. That's why EV Magazine very much, and it was really predicated a lot about uh, vaccine hesitancy, not anti-vax, but vaccine hesitancy. And you're going to hear from them, the founders have created an incredibly successful uh, website and a magazine off of that that is having already a huge impact. How do I know that? Rolling Stone's coming out, has come out with a very negative takedown of it, just like Rolling Stone and these other magazines are all over the Moms for Liberty. If you're having an impact, like Children's Health Defense, Moms for Liberty, EV Magazine, particularly if you're women-driven, Moms for Liberty, female-driven, Children's Health Defense, female-driven, EV Magazine, female-driven, you can't go off the plant, you can't go off Big Pharma's plantation. And this is the reason that Robert F. Kennedy's uh, campaign, his crusade, is having an impact. He's talking at a very sophisticated level about the merger of state and corporate power. 
Now, that merger, over the weekend, I gave a, I gave a talk or a speech up at the third uh, anniversary of the new federal state of China. And it was, I don't know, a 40-minute throwdown. But it was a throwdown principally about the model, the financial business model we have in modern America. And it, what I try to do is make the case that, um, you know, we told that it's the American elites have always, the American elites have always already, have already coddled and nurtured the Chinese Communist Party. And the whole, what they sold people after Tiananmen Square, which we just uh, did the 34th anniversary yesterday, the commemoration of the heroes of Tiananmen and the founding of the new federal state a couple of years ago, as an, as a, as a, to propel forward the spirit of the goddess of democracy, uh, that magnificent statue that was, uh, that was built uh, in Tiananmen Square when, when Deng Xiaoping and the other uh, you know, heads of the junta uh, shut it down, is that the theory that was promoted to the American, the American people is when we saved the Chinese Communist Party the second time in 1989, is that, oh, we're going to let them in the World Trade Organization, we're going to let them, uh, we're going to let them um, uh, have a most favored nation trade status, we're going to provide them with capital and technology, and here's the reason. Because the more that they see free market capitalism, the more like us they'll become politically, the more uh, they'll become a liberal democracy, right? A, a liberal representative democracy. Well, in fact, the reverse was the case. Uh, their, their state capitalism with their authoritarian control, that merger of it leads to basically a dictatorship, a dictatorship of the few against the many. And that's what the Chinese Communist Party is today. It's a transnational criminal organization that has total control and total power. And it has, it's a surveillance state. It's really a modern gulag for 1.4 billion people with, guess what? Um, Sequoia Capital and Apple and Elon Musk and all these big corporates, Jamie Dimon and J.P. Morgan Bank, they're all in there. What is that? The merger of state and corporate power. And we have now taken that the Chinese didn't change. In fact, they got tougher and harder and stronger, the CCP. What changed was the United States of America. That's what Robert F. Kennedy's talking about, and that's the merger of state and, and corporate power. That's why you had these oligarchs on Wall Street. That's why you had these oligarchs in Silicon Valley. That's why they have their uniparty puppets. That's why you just got, this is why you just got the spending bill. They're not going to make any cuts. Everything in the foreground was totally performative. There were no cuts. We talked about in the previous, there are no cuts. There are no cuts at all. It's just the, the ability to spend $6.8 trillion and to run it up with, uh, with a phony, uh, the Federal Reserve creating a fiat currency just to pay for it. And the Treasury running up more debt. This is what we talked about this morning. The Saudis have revolted and said, we can't do that anymore. OPEC's not going to do that. They, they're going to husband their resources, and we want higher prices. We want to sell you less. We want to husband those resources. And if you're going to devalue your dollar, we want more dollars. How about this? Suck on this. $80 a barrel, maybe $100 a barrel. This is what Robert F. Kennedy's talking about. That's why that voice is needed. In this point in time, this voice is needed. Do I support it? What I support from a populist nationalist perspective is to have this debate. And you can see at MSNBC, the really the font of uh, a progressive-ism. They, under no circumstances, want to really have a debate with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. If Robert F. Kennedy Jr. knows he hasn't been on MSNBC, if he goes on MSNBC, he will blow up. Those, uh, he'll blow up those hoes. Can you imagine him with, uh, with Joy, Joy Reid, right? Or Chris Hayes, right? Or, or can you imagine him with any of the, the evening hosts? I'd love to see him up with Rachel Maddow. 
he would bring the heat. They will not have him on there because they boycott that. They don't even want to have the debate. They don't want to put forth any information. Let's go ahead. I think I've got uh, some, uh, I think I've got a couple of clips from my speech. Let's go ahead and play a clip from the speech where I try to connect these dots right here. Uh, and then I'm going to come back, get some commentary. In the next half hour, we've got the EV magazine. And I call them, they're, they're revolutionaries just like Sam Adams and John Hancock because they cut to the actual heart of this convergence of state and corporate uh, power. Let's go ahead and play the clips uh, yesterday from Darlington, uh, Darlington House. To actually confront, combat, and eventually take down the CCP. The new federal state offers itself as an alternative for the Chinese people, and here's the reason. The Chinese Communist Party is not a legitimate government. Every day, Beijing gets weaker, and the new federal state gets stronger. The CCP must be destroyed. This organization just needs your energy to keep going. If we all have the common work program, take down the CCP. If we keep doing that, we're going to do it. One more time, fuck Xi. We don't want unity. We want victory. Victory or death. We're going to take this country back. Then we're going to take down the Chinese Communist Party. Are you with me? If your task and purpose is to take your country back, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Okay, Miles Groves locked in a prison over in Brooklyn. I want to make sure he can hear us. Take down the CCP. The CCP. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Free Miles Groves. Free Miles Groves. I can't hear you. Free Miles Groves. Free Miles Guo! Free Miles Guo! What is our task and purpose? To take down the CCP! Thank you, let's roll. You think Miles can hear us? Do you think Miles can hear us? Remember where he was 34 years ago. He was in a prison too. Remember he got rolled up. Why did they all get rolled up on May 26th and 27th? Why? 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 Because the students of the Fine Arts Academy in Beijing started to build the goddess of democracy. And the corrupt transnational criminal organization that is the Chinese Communist Party, by the way, backed by the world's elites, backed by the world's elites, could not take that. They, they tolerated what went on in Tiananmen until those young art students and those young protesters started to put up the goddess of democracy. Why couldn't they do that? They understood that that was an image as powerful as the Statue of Liberty. And that would incite a revolution throughout mainland China. And that's when they came up with the plan to eradicate it. They didn't care if they killed 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, 
40,000, 50,000 people, of which they probably did massacre. Okay, you can go to our Rumble site. You can also go to worm.org to see the entire speech. I think there's a little better edited uh, quality of the one we've got up there. But uh, uh, a lot went into that speech. I, it's, I think it's 30 or 40 minutes long, but I kind of lay out the whole case. I want everybody to try to uh, see it. We'll also make some cuts and talk more about it. Um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the case against the administrative state, the case against the deep state. You have this being attacked now by many angles, legal, etc. But he's got the most, the clearest view of what the problem is, this merger of state and corporate power. And that is why they're trying to shut down his campaign in every way. This is a crusade. It must be heard. Okay, we're taking a short break. When we come back, two extraordinary young women, they have launched really a, uh, a, 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 a magazine that, quite frankly, is, is, it's, it blows me away of the quality of it, the beauty of it, the photography of it, the models in it. It is like Vogue or Vanity Fair, even a better copy of that. Most importantly, it has a revolutionary message, and that message is uh, the biomedical, uh, the biopharma industrial complex is destroying women. And they're standing up against that to the fact that Rolling Stone magazine is coming after them. Uh, it is, uh, we're going to have Gina Florio back on, the news editor of uh, EV, EV Magazine, and Brittany Martinez, the founder of it. Stick around. This is going to be an extraordinary, extraordinary interview from two people at the cutting edge of this revolution. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to be back in the war room in just a moment. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Every day the parallel economy grows bigger and bigger. It's powered by everyday Americans who are sick and tired of all the woke propaganda being jammed into every product they consume. Big mobile companies are no different. 
For years, they have been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it because you need a cell phone and probably thought there was no alternative, but there is. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech, religious liberty, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone. Keep your number. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number, 878-PATRIOT, P-A-T-R. IOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values. Make the switch today. Remember, stop giving your money to people that don't support your values. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back. As I talked about in the the 5 o'clock hour in the morning show and then last week, this economist story about alternative economy being built uh, and how powerful it is and the purchasing power 
as you guys uh, know, as this audience knows, there's a, a magazine, and it's so tough in kind of the magazine industry today to even make these great titles that have been around forever survive. There's a, there's a new title that's been out for a couple of years, EV Magazine, and we've been very honored to have one of the editors, uh, the, the editor on, including last week, to talk about uh, the incredible coverage. As I said, the photography, the magazine itself, and the website is pretty extraordinary. So we have both the founder and we have uh, Gina's back to join us, uh, the editor, the news editor, but also the founder, uh, Brittany Martinez. Can you, this is such a courageous move, given how <laughs> the killing field that is the modern magazine industry. How did you conceive this, and, and, and what was the vision that actually drove you? Because this magazine, is, I, we had Gina on last week, I, it, it's like you picked up Vogue, or like you picked up Vanity Fair. And the quality of what Gina's done as editor, the stories are, are, are amazing. And I realize I'm right, but I, I'm a big believer, and I love even, you know, The Economist, Financial Times, Vanity Fair. I love well-edited and well-written uh, magazines and newspapers. This is incredibly, I mean, this is the quality of Vanity Fair or Vogue or any of these other bizarre. Uh, and the photography is, quite frankly, breathtaking. So walk us yeah. through your vision, and, and how do we get here to have this great site? Well, I started EV because I realized that women wanted an alternative publication to what they've been having for years. You know, back in the day, women would read magazines for beauty advice and romance and love, and now it's just all very progressive, far left, hookup culture, feminism. It's just, you know, it's not the same as it used to be. And we recently had a hit piece in the Rolling Stone and the girl who um, was so triggered by EV Magazine, the first thing she said when she read the magazine was that it reminded her of a magazine she read back when she was 13 and 14. And that was kind of our vision, creating beautiful magazines of the past. Now magazines are primarily filled with ads. Um, when there are stories, they're overly political to one extreme. So we just wanted to bring women back to how you know, the kind of nostalgia how it was in the 80s and 90s, but also give them good values and help them find love and romance. So tell us how you, uh, we're going to get to Gina in a second, because some of the, even these articles, this anti-pill revolution is a such a deep cultural issue today. How did, how did you pull the rest of it together, The given how woke the industry is in entertainment? I mean, the models, the photographers, the places you go to, the quality of the paper, the paper stock. I mean, walk us through how you pulled the whole thing together because, you know, was it Graydon Carter? There's a big interview with him. Uh, I think at, uh, I think at uh, uh, over the weekend, Atlantic Magazine, where he's talking about how, you know, even a guy like him is having a tough time in the business. How did you do a startup? I don't know any startups that really have worked in the magazine industry, particularly at this scale with this level of, of quality photography and, uh, and in uh, settings and, 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 the, and the great models you have. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I was really fortunate. I've been modeling since I was 16. Now I'm mostly, you know, working on my two companies and still do it here and there. But I know so many of the top photographers just from working with them. And you would be surprised by how many old school top photographers are really tired of the era of ugliness. Of, they're really tired of the woke. So even the classically liberal photographers are fans of Evie. Um, a lot of big older publications are fans of Evie. And like, I'm just gonna say, you'd be surprised how many supermodels, how many celebrities are actually on our side. They're just afraid to speak up and say something. 
that's because it's so the industry so brutal. All right, yeah. not even the industry, the people that surround the industry are so brutal. Of if you want to know real cancel cancel culture, it's in the entertainment and uh, in in the industry, the modeling industry and fashion, where you can't come out of mm -hmm. line. Uh, I think I, f I think even Carl Lagerfeld, they they had something here recently with him, and they were saying, oh, the Met. The, the, the Met uh, annual fashion was the thing about Lagerfeld, and they wanted to cancel that because they didn't like his, some of his political writings. Is that, so this is the most cancel culture anywhere? Probably in fashion, but honestly, I think since COVID, what happened is, you know, I lived in Los Angeles for years. A lot of the people in Los Angeles and New York were anti-vax, period. So they were like going to Erewhon, like the expensive grocery stores. They wouldn't eat GMOs. They were all into organic. And then after the whole COVID forced vax came out, they were all really nervous because they didn't put anything in their bodies that they didn't 100% know what was going into their bodies. Um, so I think that caused a major shift where finally people were just over it. And even super liberal people are getting canceled for the most random things like not being woke enough or whatnot. So I think everyone's just kind of over it. Um, and I think that's why Evie's reached 100 million women the last couple of years. And I think that's why the Rolling Stone and other big, former big media publications are coming after us. You know, this, we started the, this hour with uh, going through MSNBC over the weekend was talking about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and how his uh, campaign is, is, is getting traction. Of course, he, uh, you know, he gave, he gave an interview uh, with uh, with Elon Musk, so he's even getting more on Twitter. He's even getting more traction, and they accused they accused me of being in back of the of the of his presidential run or being one of the hands in it, which we're not. Uh, but it's because the war room has been a very not anti-vax, but vaccine hesitant. I mean, we provided a platform for people yeah. to question, and particularly, we're definitely the anti-COVID vax, but we're not anti-vax, but we're anti-hesitant. But the the I came out of the entertainment industry for years. Uh, Brittany, the number of people that reached out to me and said, hey, we watch the show. We can't tell people we watch the show. We watch it because you're providing the only platform out there. Uh, and we got canceled everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, um, uh, you know, we got everywhere uh, for, uh, for, for providing a platform. So you, found, you think that that's the line of demarcation that a lot of people, uh, these thinking creatives, uh, understood that in the COVID lockdowns, the mass mandates, and particularly the vaccine, that something was up and they had to start... Uh, they they could maybe couldn't come out publicly, but they would continue to support things that uh, that that got that message out somehow. Yeah, I think there has been a big shift, um, and I know Gina can attest to this um, as an editor. But even in Los Angeles, you know, there's such an obsession with your body, and a lot of the women writing the body positivity pieces are very skinny white women who are going to Erwan for lunch, or having their green juice for breakfast, who are going to Pilates at 5 a.m. before work. So these people telling Lizzo, like, yes, queen, keep it up, would freak out if they gained five pounds. So I think what Americans don't realize is a lot of what people are pushing is just more virtue signaling. It's not actually because they care about women, because, like, they would never, ever allow themselves to have that happen. Um, but yeah, I do think the vax, because we were never, like, anti-vax, but we were vaccine hesitant and... You know, I don't think that people should be forced to take anything they don't want to take. So that got us in a lot of trouble. Particularly when uh, you, know. <laughs> particular, particular when you let, well, it's not going to get you out of trouble now because it's becoming more and more evident. 
particularly exactly. about the vaccine interest. So people were vaccine hesitant and wanted only an open debate. That's all we called for was it was so one-sided on MSNBC and CNN. It was like, it was obviously just propaganda, propaganda. You couldn't, it was like in Stalin's Russia. Gina, can you, uh, can you join us for a second? This anti-pill, because I think this gets to the power of not just the beauty of, of the layout and, and, and fashion, which, which women love, but there's something going on here very deep with women, and it's about uh, the pharmaceutical industry. And, and I want you to draw, because this article on the anti-birth control revolution gets to much, many more deep issues about women in modern, uh, in modern capitalism. Uh, walk us through this, because this, and I think this is where I see a lot of articles of yours put these articles forward, well-reported, well-edited, well-written, that totally go against the, the, the current narrative, particularly as the biopharmaceutical industry really drives so much of a modern American, the economy and culture. Absolutely. The birth control pill, I believe, is one of the most detrimental things to ever be handed to women in the United States. It has caused uh, very high rates of infertility. It has encouraged women to participate in hookup culture. It has um, encouraged women to delay or resist getting married and starting a family. And these all, as we know, have terrible effects on our society as a whole. But I think what's even worse is that Big Pharma is is in bed with the conventional medical system. And so now you have all of these doctors, OBGYNs, and all of these mainstream experts who have been given a God complex by our society. And they claim that there are no side effects to the birth control pill. If there are side effects, they're very minor, and it's nothing compared to the benefits you get from the pill. And then they hand out the pill to girls as young as 14 and 15 years old. And there is so much research coming out now that girls who take the birth control pill in their teenage years, they have extremely negative side effects that last their entire life. It's much more detrimental to start taking the pill at a younger age before your body has fully matured, which is just common sense. We know that. But you have all these doctors that um, are backed up by big pharma and they're handing the pill out as if it's candy to these young teenagers. So you're setting up this young generation to go into adulthood being sick uh, potentially ruining their, ruining their fertility, encouraging them to sleep around with multiple men and not prioritize committed love, not prioritize family, marriage, motherhood. And I think it's having such a, a, a ruinous effect on our society. And we're just now starting to see a little bit of a shift where women are starting to ask questions. Gosh, I've been on the pill for 10, 12 years. And um, now that I come off of it, I don't have my regular cycle. I can't get pregnant. And women are starting to ask more questions. And I like to believe that Evie is leading the charge of that online. We're encouraging women to ask questions, encouraging women to seek out alternative, natural ways to prevent pregnancy. Because here's something that a lot of people don't know. Most doctors in medical school, they are taught that women can get pregnant on any day that they're not menstruating. That is false. So this, just this right here, is setting up women to not understand what their natural hormonal cycle is. And so you have all these women who are told that the only way to prevent pregnancy is to take synthetic hormones, these pseudo hormones that shut down the connection between your brain and your ovaries so you do not ovulate at all. You also do not get your natural menstrual cycle and your hormones, your natural hormones are completely suppressed and replaced by pseudo hormones. 
We don't need peer-reviewed studies to even tell us that this is not good for women. And yet there's plenty of research showing that it has terrible effects. There are even research showing that the pill changes women's sexual preferences. It makes them more interested in feminine men. They're less interested in men who are masculine, who are strong. So it, I think in many ways, the birth control pill is one of the worst things that has ever happened to American women. What you're seeing is, uh, and I don't say this lightly, you're seeing John Hancock and Sam Adams of the of Revolutionary Generation. Because right there, and I wonder, <laughs> Brittany, when you have a news editor, that is obviously brilliant, but really lays out the case to go against the, not just the mainstream thinking, I mean the way that modern American capitalism works with Big Pharma driving so much of it. You as a publisher of a magazine, because you're gonna have this beautiful photography, it's gonna be about fashion. Walk me through the trade-offs. When you sit there and go, I got it, but and this is more than just an article. This is a driving counter-narrative that will lead to fundamental change in our society. As a publisher of that magazine, how do you go about balancing everything you have to do to make sure that uh, Agena's voice and the voice of those writers that she gathers around are heard? Well, Gina is actually one of our editors. Um, and obviously she's brilliant. She went to a great school. She worked at uh, rival media publications, So she knows that side as well. Uh, so we've been very fortunate to find such incredible editors who know the EV voice and make sure all the writers sound good. But we, I mean, we found so many great writers too that have been coming into us from other publications that, you know, finally found a magazine that makes them feel like they have friends, you know, horrible way to put it. Gina, when, Gina, when you lay out a case like that, they're coming at you guys. I mean, this is one of the reasons for the Rolling Stone thing. They realize that EV magazine is the tip of the spear of something deeper and 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 uh, and more powerful? So they're going to come at you from every direction. H how do you continue to bring in writers? How do you guys f come through this? Because the case you just made really goes against, quite frankly, you know, a trillion dollar industry. Well, we make it very clear from the beginning that our priority is truly empowering women. And that is, uh, that's a tagline that has been used by many legacy media companies, by a lot of digital media magazines that cater to women. Um, before I started working for Evie, I mean, years ago, I worked for a lot of women's publications online that were extremely left-leaning, the mainstream publications that are considered our competitors today. And they claim to be the voice for women they claim to want to empower women, but their definition of empowering women is encouraging them to sleep with multiple men, to kill their own baby in the womb, to resist marriage, to be incredibly unhealthy, obese, overweight. And so at Evie, we start off with this very simple goal. We want to improve women's lives because we know that women are, we're, we're the bedrock of the family we bring life into the world. If we have an entire generation of unhealthy, unhappy, isolated women who aren't, who have no knowledge of their own body and their own health, that's setting up our future to look pretty bleak. And that's not setting up the next generation to look any good either. So at Evie, we always lead with, we want women to lead happy, healthy lives. And in a recent survey, we found that 76% of Evie readers have said that Evie content has helped them live happier, healthier lives. 
you can't get any better than that. That's that that's our goal. So when we want to bring in new writers, when we want to share our content with with new readers, that's what we always lead with. And we understand that beauty and truth are inseparable. So just like Brittany said, we wanted to produce a magazine that a magazine and a website that looks stunning when you look at it. You feel, wow, that's so beautiful. Women are meant to represent beauty in the world. I believe that's one of our sacred duties. But beauty is not just skin deep. It's not just a shallow thing where someone looks pretty. Beauty is inseparable from truth. And so at Evie, we always lead with wanting to empower women, but understanding that when you seek beauty, you will also find truth. And so we always have legacy media companies like Rolling Stone coming after us and telling us that we are extremist. We're far right extremists simply because we want to help women understand that the birth control pill has some side effects. We want to help women understand their natural bodily functions. And somehow that has been labeled extremist. But when you are being attacked by these companies that promote horrible values to their readers, that's, I think we know we're on the right track. Brittany is when you hear all the statistics about young girls and the unhappiness and the suicide rates and their and their 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 shame to their bodies and all this they have mental health problems and now the politicians say mental health writing back at climate change mental health is the biggest thing biggest thing particularly for young women do you believe that your magazine and and what you're trying to accomplish at the website and what Evie stands for do you believe you can counter that oh 100 percent. I think um, the millennial generation, you know, watched Sex in the City, had Cosmo, like what they grew up on was terrible for women's mental health. And now we're seeing the detriments of what happened. So we want to impact the next generation of women with EV Magazine. I got to tell you, you guys are doing an incredible job. How they, Brittany, how do people get to the website? How do they really get to enjoy the beauty and the photography and the fashion and also get to see the, uh, the great articles, where do they go? I mean, the absolute best thing you can do to support us. We just launched, um, relaunched our website. So it's faster. You can bookmark articles. It's a lot more personalized, more beautiful. If you subscribe to evmagazine.com, uh, we have a print issue and we have digital subscriptions, but that is by far the best way to help us grow help us impact women despite all these attacks. So go to evmagazine.com, click subscribe to digital and print, and then you'll get the annual print issue as well, which is the one you're holding in your hands. The print issue is amazing. The website, the photography is just incredible. One more time, where, where do people go to uh, to subscribe? evmagazine.com, E-V-I-E magazine.com. Brittany, amazing. This is what The Economist was talking about. There's an alternative economy. And trust me, this economy is going to be bigger than the uh, than the uh, the economy that we inherited. Um, Gina, real quickly, uh, we've got about a minute. Uh, articles that are, are coming up, can you just tease some things that people are going to see on the site in the next couple of weeks? Yes, uh, a big investigative piece that I'll be working on soon is taking a deep dive into surrogacy. Um, the, the industry of surrogacy has become much more popular. We've seen a lot of famous celebrities, uh, a lot of influencers, and just a lot more everyday couples who are opting in to um, create a little baby in a Petri dish and hire a surrogate to bring that baby into the world and then take the baby home within hours of the baby being born. Um, but there is a lot about the surrogacy industry that women don't really know much about. And I think that it's time that we start to ask some deeper questions about what's 
what's really happening in this industry and how it impacts women, how it impacts children, how it impacts families. So that's um, a, a big investigative piece that we're working on soon. We, we like to do pieces like this at Evie because this is not the kind of content that you're really gonna see anywhere else. Um, and we'll certainly a, continue doing more investigative pieces on the birth control pill as well. Okay, I want everybody to go, I want you to describe today because this is a, uh, a counter to this great tragedy that's fallen on young women in our country. Uh, Brittany Martinez, the founder, and Gina Flora, the uh, news editor, just incredible, incredible work. Profound, provocative, urgent, and, uh, and powerful. Thank you. Honored to have you on here. I told you there's an alternative economy being built and is being built by some of the most impressive, uh, important young people in our country. And we're winning. Okay, be back tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. in the world. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships? Because of EnviroCleanse, advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. EnviroCleanse is the new science in air purification, and now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com code Steve. ekpure.com code Steve. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem 
by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.